I hate poetry. And I love poetry. This is our comedy poetry podcast where Charlie is going to try and convince me that poems only exist because people wanted to get laid. That's not far off the truth, actually. Wait, what? Hello, my name's Charlie Pidcock. And I'm Dylan J. Kershaw. And this is our Valentine's edition of I Hate Poetry. We're going to be bringing our spouses and girlfriends in later on. Uh, I don't know who came up with that idea, but... (laughs) (laughs) It was uh, spouses and girlfriends, I think. Yeah, absolutely. That makes it sound like we have multiple each, uh, just to clarify (laughs) We have we have one apiece. We have you might have, have one. Speak <laughs> oh, for oh yourself, dear. Charlie. M is not going to be happy, is she? <laughs> well, this is the confusing bit. They're both called M, so um, that's true. Yeah, we could call one wife M and girlfriend M. Uh, yeah, okay, or M M P and M K. <laughs> I'm already confused. (laughs) (laughs) So in this episode, we're actually going to bring our significant others in. Uh, Charlie's going to bring his wife in. I'm going to bring my girlfriend in. And they're going to join us for the second segment of this podcast. And also, we've got a very interesting poem, actually, as well in this podcast. Uh, Probably quite personal, but very interesting. But first, let's go to Charlie's poem that he's going to give me like we always do. Yeah, let's have a look. Um, So the poem this week is by um, a lady that we've already talked about. Uh, HD or Hilda Doolittle. Is this another one of her erotic poems? Yeah, uh, potentially, yes. I know last week it was a very, uh, yeah, it was was a little bit erotic, wasn't it? In a weird way with fish. Uh, Is she she obsessed with... um, with this erotic poem. Does HD stand for horn dog or something? What's, what's up with this girl? <laughs> yeah, she, I mean, you know, this is the turn of the century when sort of a lot of the Victorian values were, were becoming less defined. Sure. Uh, she's definitely someone who, you know, the modernists, I mean, you know, like all artists, like in the music industry these days, right? Everyone's going out with each other. Everyone's doing what they do. They're doing yeah. drugs. They're doing, you know. So yeah. you've got to sort of imagine this in a similar setting, I think, of... Uh, you know, yeah, they, they were all horn dogs. Yeah, they were all. Yeah, exactly. Nice. I like that. Um, so l- her last one was called The Pool that we looked at. This one's called Sea Poppies. Uh, and, you know, it's a bit of a theme what? still. I know. They're this all is, water based. Yeah. So is it because she's so wet? Oh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Maybe we should yeah. put a disclaimer in this podcast that this is going to get probably quite erotic. Yeah, it might get. It might get. It well, might. Maybe, we don't maybe, know yet. We, we maybe also should put a disclaimer that it might not. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. I'm going to read uh, Sea Poppies by Hilda Doolittle. Horn dog. So, horn dog, exactly. <laughs> sea Poppies by HD. Amber husk, fluted with gold. Fruit on the sand marked with a rich grain. Treasure spilled near the shrub pines to bleach on the boulders. Your stalk has caught root among wet pebbles and drift flung by the sea and grated shells and split conch shells. Beautiful, widespread, fire upon leaf. What meadow yields so fragrant a leaf as your bright leaf? Wow. Mm. I say wow after every poem I read. I, I've got to stop doing that. <laughs> Especially the sexual ones. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're quite eye-opening, aren't they? And I think there's lots of ambiguity in, in the words. And So, yeah, yeah, we'll go line by line. Amber husk, fluted with gold. Yeah. Um, fluted with gold. 
Mm-hmm. Um, sounds already quite fancy, doesn't it? Yes, it's elegant. So this poem, obviously, because I know it's like erotic or whatever, so my mm-hmm. mind is going full sexual on this. So yeah, uh-huh. you know, if I if I'm completely out of the ballpark, you will tell me, right? Uh, yes, if if there's a ballpark, yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> so she's talking about something fluted with gold. Is she talking about something she's decorated, like um, some sort of bejazzle hmm. or something? Yeah, I I mean. I think we have to look at all the... Let's look at the stanza as a whole, because... Yeah. It talks about fruit on the sand marked with a rich grain. And that word grain as well, and husk and grain, you yes. know, are very often associated with farming and fruitfulness right. of, of, of farming and things like that. So you can definitely sort of read into that sort of sexual undertone. Or fruitfulness, for example, you know, is a word that we use for, for wombs and stuff, right? And, Adam uh, and Eve, the fruit... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um and that's it again fruit on the sand. It, it's like it's tempting. It's 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 you know, you go into the Really? Go, go into the uh yes, because I think fruit <laughs> covered in sand. It's have you ever tasted sand? It's horrible, isn't it? Have you ever yeah, like gone not, to the beach? I don't think it's covered in sand necessarily. Oh, right, okay. It's um, presented in sand. It, yeah, it's it always like if you're at the beach and you're eating some lovely watermelon or something or some <laughs> yeah. and it's you know, it's quite it, it, I think it's quite a a yellow picture is is quite sunny. Is it's you know you're in a place of bliss, I suppose. Right. Is, the pineapple, like yeah. pineapple, is the is the fruit I think of when mm-hmm. when it comes to sand because the whole tropical aspect of it. Oh yeah. I thought the fruit on the sand was kind of connected to pineapple because pineapples are like a sexual fruit, right? Are they? Well, have you not heard the myth about drinking pineapple juice? Uh. I think I now you mention it. Yes, I think I, I have heard this particular this particular rumor. Yes. Listen, this is not backed by any scientific evidence that I've you know undertaken yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But there is a rumor that if you drink pineapple juice, your let's say um, fruit <laughs> tastes your fruit better. Fruit tastes better. <laughs> <laughs> your fruit juices. <laughs> Fair enough. At first, when you first hear it, you think this is nonsense. But then when you look yeah. at it, you're like, oh, okay. It's linking. And remember that the modernists like to link things together that sure. that didn't always seem to fit at first glance. Treasure spilled near the shrub pines to bleach on the boulders. Now, now I think that is extremely erotic. Yes. Um, I, I don't even Anything think I, spilling is. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's know. usually a bad thing, though. But, I mean, she's basically comparing sex to nature, right? The boulders and the... Mm-hmm. Spilling and the bleach. It's what is boulders? Is that like translate to like bollocks or something? I don't. I, <laughs> I, sorry, I'm trying to see. This is the, this is the difficult thing, right? You have the English literature degree, yeah, and you're able to sort of, um, you know, uh, make meaning of these words much better. And I need like a literal thing in my mind. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? I need yeah, boulders yeah. to be bollocks. I need treasure spilled to be something else. Like, yeah. Well, I think you know it. It can be. I mean, the treasure is obviously referring to the golden sand and the, yeah. the husks of grain and things that were mentioned on the previous thing. And so it's, it's, this, it's this moment of just pure bliss. Right. And, okay. and there's uh, like spilled, like it's carelessly spilled. Yeah. Um, and and you know, to bleach on the boulders, like I don't think you would normally want to put grain on boulders to bleach in the sun. I'm not actually sure, sure of the... But, but you know, it's, it's very careless. So you can sort of... Yes, right. It's this feeling of, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, and so I, I guess I would, yeah, think of that. The action words are really 
really tell a lot of this poem, a lot of the verbs. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the next one is just, this is filth, the next one. So, <laughs> um, your stalk has caught root among wet pebbles and drift flung by the sea and grated seashells and split conch shells. I mean, the first two lines, you know, yeah. I don't think it needs to explain, does it? Your stalk has caught root. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, it could say, you know, he might have got a uh, a nasty surprise after sleeping with a woman. Your stalk has caught root, you know, when you catch something. <laughs> I Again, yeah. I have to visualise it. What What's your interpretation of this, Charles? Um, yeah, I, I totally think the... What, what I love about this poem is that she's used natural things yes. and she, she's, she's made it... You, you can look at it and say, oh, yeah, this is really sensual. But then you can also look at it and say, oh, it's just about some grain at the beach and sort of, you know, it, it's it's come off its stalk and it's it's rolling down the beach and spilling everywhere. And Wouldn't it be amazing if STI tests, the results came in a poem? Your stalk has caught root. Good Gosh, Lord. that would be scary, wouldn't it? That would be awful. <laughs> yeah, I would hate that. I mean, <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, being married, you know, don't yeah. have to worry about STI tests and don't you know, have to worry about being... your stalk. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> it's not. It's just one person. You know, the, the imagery here it's it's very uh, you know genital related, isn't it? Really, yes. Like, there's lots of like, I mean, especially the 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 last line. I don't know if we're going to keep this in, but I just think you know the last line split conch shells. I don't know if you've seen a, a conch shell. So it's the one. The, a conch shell is the one that you sort of blow to make a noise through, and they often have like. Uh, but they they have an underside where like the animal used to live in, and yes. it is. It looks quite uh, like uh, a vulva. So. Oh wow! I mean, that's kind of no, that's like, like that's yeah. kind of arty. You know, those arty yeah. sexual things. Yeah, it I is think that's arty. actually yeah. clever. That's not. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that's like you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that's actually quite clever. Uh, yeah, I, that's that's why I love this poem because it's sort of in a, in a way it's sensual without being pornographic. Sort of yeah. like it, it's using other elements to to describe those things. Um, yeah, yeah. Wow. So I, I really like that. And again, drift flung by the sea, like it, it's this careless. You yeah, know, and, and flunging. Fl- yeah, flick, flinging, flunging. <laughs> <laughs> Do the last stanza. Yeah. Beautiful, widespread, fire upon leaf. What meadow yields so fragrant a leaf as your bright leaf? Why is there a question at the end? Like, I know there's many questions after sex. Yeah. <laughs> Did you bring a hot towel? Or is that it? <laughs> Um, why, so what, what is with your, what is with the question at the end? I don't, I don't understand that aspect. Like it's got a question mark after as your bright leaf. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think to me, it sounds like a rhetorical question. So she's, right. she's sort of saying like, I've got it so good here. Like who else yeah. can better you? You're, you're the best lover. You're the best, you're, you're the one I want basically. You know, she's talking about like, um, Again, it's this it's this luxury, like you were t- saying at the beginning with the fluted gold, you've got this fragrance, this this feeling of sort of, you know, this leaf, whatever, whatever plant it is, just giving this rich fragrance that, um, you know, we, I mean, we do that to ourselves and we, we put fragrances on to make ourselves feel and appear more attractive to other people. Right. And sure. it's that sort of I don't know if the word is decadence, but sort of like this uh, lavishness of fragrance 
Don't you feel though? She would mm-hmm. be the kind of person like me that would turn anything sexual. Would get like this is great for poems yeah. and art. But mm-hmm. can you imagine her in like you know a night out turning everything sexual. She'd she'd get on my nerves. <laughs> also, do you think she would have you know if she was in the modern day? Mm. Uh, do you think she would have written Fifty Shades of Grey, or do you think that's just below her standards? We can't compare. I think it's uh, a sign of the times. Yeah. So you know, women back in this era. So she was born in eighteen eighty something. Yeah. Uh, and so women in her, as she was growing up, you know, women were sort of supposed to be demure and, you know, not talk about sex. And so yeah. this is actually a liberating way of her talking about this thing. You know, if, if someone came to you and accused you and said, oh, that's really sexual, that's really inappropriate. You could say, no, it's not. That's your mind. You've you've created oh my that. God. Yeah. That's so she's, great. She's really clever. Yeah. That's great. I'm going to use that. Next time someone comes up to me and goes, oh, Dylan, that was an offensive joke. I'll go, it's all in your mind. And they'll be mind blown. Yeah. It, it, it's really true, though. Right. Like, yeah, you, we can read that. And because we're sort of thinking it might be about sex, we can pull those things out of there. Yeah. But actually, it could just be about a flower rolling across the beach. Right. And, and getting caught on stuff. Yeah. Cool. Well, I, uh, I actually enjoyed that one. I mean, it didn't get me, like, aroused. I don't know if that's the point of it, though. Like, I don't know if, you know, I, I, I guess in the context, if you were to give this to a woman or vice versa, a woman was going to give this to a man, I feel that is, like, um, a hint and kind of yeah. a sexy mm-hmm. thing to do. But I don't feel in itself that I'd read this even in the 1800s or whatever and be turned on, you know? I don't know. I, I think I think it could be used. I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and give tips on how it could be used, but I, is this where we've gone wrong? Is is sex so visual now that something like this doesn't get my juices flowing? That we have to now have it visual. We have to, pornography is very visual and it's very unrealistic and it's mm. it's got all these themes that actually this is na- this is probably more natural and pure in a sense. Yeah, I think, I definitely think this is more natural and pure. And I, I think it's the purpose, isn't it? So, like, the purpose of this is 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 romance mixed in with sexuality and yes. a desire. And it's, it's all of those things mixed in together. So, this is it. We've got both Emma and Emma here now, haven't we, Charles? We do. Hello. Uh, introducing my Emma. Say hello, Emma. Hello, Emma. <laughs> And uh, my Emma, but we're going to call her Lex for the convenience of, um, yeah, being able to make the difference between them. Say hi. Hello. You can call me Lex. It's my middle name. (laughs) Cool. So we're going to go for a poem that's pretty personal. I did have a read through (laughs) it before and it is beautiful. This is basically Emma's poem that she wrote for Charlie on a wedding day. Is that right? Yeah, it was read read from the front of our uh, of our wedding while we were signing the registry, uh, and it uh, often makes me cry. Oh, so. often, not every time though. Just now and again. Most times. <laughs> <laughs> Is that good enough for you, Emma? Most I, times. Just, it... <laughs> Most times. I mean, I did marry a crier. <laughs> she did. She did marry a crier. How do you feel about us putting this in the show? Yeah. It's a bit weird, actually, but. <laughs> Because it's so personal, but um, but it's also nice as well, I guess. So, um, because it's a little bit of us, um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Giving it the platform it, it deserves. Oh, exactly. I'm not sure about that. Yes, yeah, it's amazing. It's a great poem. <laughs> oh, I love you. I love you too. <laughs> Sapphire. Oh, do I really have to say that it's by me? Because that's really weird. 
We did it for your one for the radio today. Yeah, this is already yeah. destroying the mood. <laughs> you don't have to. You can just you can just say sapphire. Yeah, I just whatever. read it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry, sorry, guys. Sapphire. Bind me up in pearl and gold. Drape me in feather, in finery. Dress me in gems and joyfulness. Whatever binds your heart to me. Bind me up in faithfulness. Drape me in lace and pure delight. For the waiting of my heart is done. My love's the dawning of the light. My love's the ringing of the bells. My love's the singing of the choir. My love's the early morning dew. The sun that comes after a shower. Or rain that falls after the dry and weary drought drags dreary pace. Yes, spring is here. My song wells up with all the kindness of your face. So let me spend forever now, forever, five, six, seven more, sheltered and happy in your arms. I fly to where the eagles soar. Beautiful. I love you. I love you. Oh, he's crying. He's crying. He's got a cry. He is. He is. He's got a little tear, bless him. <clears throat> That's cute. I love you so much. I love you, baby. Most times, though, Emma, remember, only most times. <laughs> only most times. <laughs> oh, I didn't want to set up, like, I didn't want to say every time and then I not end up crying. And then it's like... The it, pressure. Yeah, the pressure, the pressure of crying. <laughs> Did you leave it for the wedding? To did, had he seen this before? Or was it literally at the wedding? Were you like, "Hey, I wrote you a poem." I read him um, two poems, mm. uh, like a little bit before. So a bit uh, of foreplay, we pl- a bit of poetry foreplay. <laughs> yeah, basically, we were when we were planning the wedding. I was like, mm. "Hey, so uh, we could maybe." <laughs> it was a bit like that. Wasn't mm. It was. And it was really lovely because... And um, you basically sobbed. I did, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't just like because, a little... Because, you know, I, I'd, written, I'd written a song for you for uh, our engagement to propose to you. And it was just really nice that you created... It was almost like you created something in return mm-hmm. for me. And, I, you know, it was just really, really nice. So I, re- I really appreciated it. So. That's real cute. You're gonna make a cryer out of me as well now. Oh, somebody somewhere just threw up a little bit. In I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we said it was gonna get romantic and gushy, so here we are. And now we're gonna go and analyse it and try and make some sense. Well, it does make perfect sense to be honest. But um, this is just what we do on this show. We overanalyze mm. everything. So. Um, <laughs> Charles, do you want to go line by line and then we'll have a little look at it and Emma will tell us if we've got the right answer or not. I mean, Emma could go line by line if you want to to go. uh, Yeah. So basically, just read it until Dylan cuts in. (laughs) Until he interrupts you. (laughs) Bind me up in pearl and gold. Drape me in feather and finery. Dress me in gems and joyfulness. Whatever binds your heart to me. I like that. I like the expectation of it being sort of pearl and gold. Um, but you, at the end, you kind of say whatever it is that binds you. Like it's like a little disclaimer that you're not a gold digger. I like that. We're waiting for a coronation, <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> That's a nice little interpretation. I like it. Is is that am I am I am I way off? Yeah, I mean, I, no, no. <laughs> every 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 insight is a is a good insight. That's what you're supposed to say about yeah, poetry, isn't it? it? Is, yeah. But <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess it's thinking about the wedding dress, really. Right. The, um, that yeah, that makes sense. Not a coronation. <laughs> well, it is a coronation in some ways. It's a coronation of our, our Matt. We're becoming king and queen together, aren't we? So. Oh. <laughs> oh wow! My queen. Yeah. Shucks. 
Exactly. That that will oh make that bit will make people throw up when when they call when they call each other their king or their queen. I, I can't when couples do that. It's oh gosh, yeah, it's cringe, queen, isn't it? Yeah. King. Oh gosh, yeah. I was just trying to make it fit. <laughs> do you want me to keep going? Yes, please. Bind me up in faithfulness. Drape me in lace and pure delight. For the waiting of my heart is done. My love's the dawning of the light. There's a lot of binding in here, Emma. Yeah, it's very saucy, isn't it? The, all, the, all the binding that's going on. Saucy yeah. minx. Saucy minx. <laughs> Some lace in there as well, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> lace and binding. Hmm. I really like the bind me up in faithfulness. That line is just so lovely. Like, not pearl or gold this time, but faithfulness. That was really nice. You can't tell by the way I read it, but I've capitalised loves. Yeah. So it's not really talking about my feeling of love, but the person I love. Okay. That helps you to understand. My love's the ringing of the bells. My love's the singing of the choir. My love's the early morning dew, the sun that comes after a shower. Right. Oh. That makes a lot more sense now uh, when I look at that. Thanks for clarifying that. Because, uh, yeah, I can imagine, you know, Charlie... <laughs> A little choir outfit, like in front of her. <laughs> like I, I imagine this poem as a music video, and uh, that's what I love about it. And it's Charlie in all these little places, looking cute. I don't know. Maybe that's just my imagination. Oh, <laughs> oh you guys! <laughs> I should have written this. <laughs> or rain that falls after the dry and weary drought drags dreary pace. Yes, spring is here. My song wells up. With all the kindness of your face. So you guys got married in spring, wasn't it? We did. We did. Yeah. Indeed. M- we May. were there. Don't forget. <laughs> yeah, I forget the seasons. Like, isn't it burned into your memory? <laughs> like, yeah. I think you were on our table. It's <laughs> the most important day, like ever, in the whole history of days. That, that I fly where the eagles soar. Like, so a lot of people when I introduce Charlie to my friends. It reminds me, like, they don't quite get his name right. I go, hey, this is um, Charlie Pidcock. And they go, oh, Charlie Peacock. And it sort of reminds me of that sort of bird aspect of Charlie that people mistake him for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're noisy buggers, aren't they? <laughs> they are. Yeah. I, like to, I like to think at this point, Emma, that you thought his name was Peacock. Because you talk about, like, the feathers and, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, and then you go, no, it's Pidcock. Ugh. Gosh. So when I intro- when I first told one of my friends that I was dating Charlie, they completely, you know, like you do the whole, oh, what's his surname? Like, what are you going to be? Yeah. Uh, kind of game. And she totally thought that I introduced him as being Charlie Bid- Big Cock. So- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. She was extra so, excited. Yeah. <laughs> so Peacock is all right, you know. Yeah. There's, it's there's- a bit more socially acceptable. <laughs> <It is. laughs> Good Lord. You know, for a minute I was like, oh, that's actually quite good. Uh, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> he comes around with a grin on his face. Yes, I know. Oh, yeah. You must be Charlie. Um, we've got a little confession. So this poem was created when you, you know, um, Emma wrote it for you, um, you know, when you, when you made your vows and you got married. Now, we've kind of created a poem that we have called After Marriage that we feel that Emma would write. After Marriage by a scandalously it says Emma Pidcock. <laughs> this is fraud. This is fraud. I think we know the truth. <laughs> Charlie, when I saw your face, 
it first filled me with pure disgrace. But as I got to know you better, I started to feel so much wetter. The shower that went follows the sun was the first time that I saw your bum. You dried me off and wrapped me tight, and then we romped all through the night. <laughs> My love's the ringing even when you leave dirty. Oh, sorry, when you leave things dirty. My love's the singing, especially when you get flirty. My love's the early morning gaming. Three dirty dishes. Guess who is blaming? I love my man, but I love my Mabel. Break my back in on this table. Our life could be so much more fun. But you make a noise and I know it's done. <laughs> Charlie, you're the love of my life. I could not be a happier wife. I dreamt of the day we could be together and I will be your sapphire forever. Oh. <laughs> Did he cry that one? <laughs> she maybe say Mabel is our cat. Yes, Mabel maybe is we should. Not, <laughs> not a fur. It's it's your fur baby. Yes, we had to yeah. include her in this poem. What are your thoughts about this? Do you is it um, realistic or um, is yeah. it realistic? <laughs> oh. Peel back the curtain. Yeah, there's there's not a lot of um, I think in poetry sometimes there's. Like you, you try to add in a little bit of mystery, don't you? So that yeah, and metaphor. You're kind of obscuring. <laughs> like, whereas this is quite literal. It's quite <laughs> Thank you very much for sharing your poem, Emma. Um, it's very brave of you. You're <laughs> so it that welcome. Way. You're so welcome. For our podcast. You can find all the poems on ihatepoetry.co.uk. Well, thank you for listening to I Hate Poetry. Uh, if you liked this episode, you can go and give us a rating on wherever you get podcasts. Uh, and that really helps us out. It pushes us up the league tables and gets us more viewership. So thank you very much for watching. And you can also subscribe on uh, Spotify and lots of other podcast apps as well. Awesome. Thank you oh, guys yes. for joining us. No problem. It's been great fun. Yeah.